All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV as I like to call it. I'm Melissa Kretschler. I'm your host. I'm also an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, and creator and founder of not only just the live TV, but also the Women Supporting Women Can Network. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about stressing less while, you know, by being present, because we don't do that enough. Today's sponsor is, of course, the Phoenix Identity. If you would like to join the challenge, the Empowered Warrior Women Challenge, it is a five-day challenge on the five ways you are giving away your power and how you can start taking that, that back now. Uh, we will be kind of touching on some of those topics in here. So obviously, if you'd like to stress less and feel more in control and feel more powerful, click that link. It is in the description of this episode. Um, today's episode is going to be, my guest speaker is Lisa Montgomery. Lisa, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, I am Lisa Montgomery and I have been in business for myself for over 25 years, a couple different businesses along the way as, you know, things transition in and out of your life. And I am currently starting a business i've started it i'm working on it i'm enjoying it called the guideline which is all about it's business coaching but it is um also life some life coaching in there because we are like this right nobody's um just one thing and i use a lot of tarot involved with that because it helps me align get more messages and um ask better questions that's exciting so kind of like a life a spiritual life and business coach i love that um, many of the yeah, things I do myself, much. which is beneficial because why not add all those gifts in? Um, all of my businesses kind of revolve around the same concept and the same, the same ideals, but they all focus on a different aspect. And I think that we're told too many times, and this goes stress less, right? Is we're told too many times that we have to focus on one thing or do one thing or be one thing or label ourselves one way. I don't like that, which is why I created my own business mentoring company, My Biz Fits Me, because that's exactly what we need to do. We need to be making things that fit us and not just our business, but our relationships, our lives, our, our day to day. And that's what this episode is about, is really just finding less stress by being present in the moment. So let's jump into that and start talking about what creates our stress. So we did an episode on stress before but we're really focusing on just being present in the moment moment and that battles some of that stress when we get stressed out it's an emotional reaction stress is an emotional reaction to a trigger or a situation or an event and we get caught up in that and then then we get overwhelmed by all of the other things we're piling on to that right um every day we have five to five hundred things that we feel like we have to get done and it's overwhelming and that causes stress. And then when you're stressed about one thing, you start being stressed about another thing. And it's this ripple effect into your everyday life of, okay, I'm, I'm really stressed about this one thing, but now I, I'm emotional. So I'm going to get stressed about absolutely everything, not just this one thing. And one thing I'd add to that is once you go down that path, you allow that stress is just your way of being versus that's something that like there's some stress something happens and that rises up and then it goes back down instead you're starting out at this point every day <laughs> and that is uh, no bueno especially for you know for your body particularly but then you don't make the right decisions and you say things you don't mean to say and you make bad choices and it just goes on and on and on and then you don't eat and drink what you should eat and drink and you know nobody expects perfect perfection which i am a huge anti perfectionist you know I'm like so against that I'm like you just set yourself up to fail anytime you do that and why would you want to do that to yourself so I, I'm a hundred percent with you on that I wouldn't even say failure I'd say disappointment people think that and and failure mm -hmm. I'm assuming you most likely agree with me because you and I have similar mindsets in that respect but failure is not an actual yeah. failure, right failure is a stepping stone to a success it's you know who was it? Uh, Winston Churchill said, you know, failure literally is the stepping stones to success because you have to learn and grow. What I find more so with making decisions and stress and, and striving for, for perfection 
is you're constantly setting yourself up, not for failure, but disappointment, right? You, you, well, you and you just end up in that cycle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you, like you're saying, you have the, the expectation and then, you know, it's gotta be you just, it's gotta be up here. It can't be here. Gotta be up here for whatever reason you've set. And then boom, then you're like, okay, I'm going to build up again. Then we go down. That's exhausting. Who wants to do that? <laughs> I just am like, I don't have time for that. Yeah. So. so overwhelm with the day-to-day um, would be one of the ones that I would say you've mentioned now perfection. That is another one. Absolutely. That causes a lot of stress. Um, another one that I want to mention is everybody else. We take on so much stress by our worry about what everyone thinks, what everyone feels, what everyone's opinion is, whether they like us, whether they're going to judge us, all of these things we take on to ourselves and say, this is what, you know, I'm worried about this. So I have to do this. I have to make sure my house is clean. I have to, you know, do all of these things in order to please everybody else. And that is the one that I wanted to mention about giving your power away. We give our power over to other people who aren't asking for it, who aren't taking it, we're giving it. Right, right. Yeah, it's so funny because I work with that a lot with my clients. And and it's so interesting that even it's typically, it can be just some little comment somebody makes to you or some perceived thing that who knows where it came up in your entire life. It's something you heard when you were a kid that you're like, oh, that's the thing. And it's stuck in your head forever. And that, Yes. Oh, I've got to be all that. I've got to be this to be a good wife. I'm this to be a good mother. I'm this to be this to be that. You know, it's like, really? No. And, and that's why we're talking about getting rid of stress. And one of our topics of this is how do you become present in order to not let all that crap lay on top of you? I'm, I'm huge on not what anybody else thinks is their problem. It took me a while to get there. But once I got there, it's like the four agreements is my Bible. Because it's like anytime my head starts to kind of go turn the wrong way, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm the only one who's thinking that. Nobody else is thinking that. And if they are, that's their problem. And how I got there was, you know, we talk about finding, being present, but it's like finding it in the silence. And I'm not somebody who sits around in in rows on the top of a mountain. I'm not somebody who's like super dedicated to meditation like you're supposed to be, like supposed to be. There's another one of those, right? I should meditate. Don't shit on yourself. So, (laughs) but, um, but once you, your, your soul, your consciousness, what you need, your subconscious is your GPS. That's in your internal GPS. If you think about it like your phone, you know, if you have your GPS turned on and you have the right app turned on, you're going to get wherever you want to go on the road, right? But we don't do that for ourselves. We don't really know what we want or where we're trying to go or what we're okay with or what we're not okay with right? That's how we keep bumping into walls and things. And so if you can work with somebody, like we both work with people to help people kind of go, wait a minute, what is it do I really want? What do I really think? What's really important to me? Because once you figure that out, then you've got the roadmap. And then all of a sudden you can start shucking those things out. I realized that for some reason I had that CNN app on my phone and I can't remember even why I have it on there. And I'm huge on not getting notifications because they just turn your head, they change your mind to make you think about things you don't need to be thinking about. That it has nothing to do with you. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get this thing off here. So that is the same thing as what you're talking about, which is like, okay, I have all these people have expectations of me. I'm trying to do everything right for everybody else but me. Get the app off your phone. Get the person out of your face. And you're like, well, I can't. It's my husband. It's my kids. It's my whatever. It's how you show up too. A lot of the time too, though, that perceived expectation is something we feel. It's not even, they haven't put that expectation on us. We assume and we rush to judgment ourselves and say, oh, they're going to think this. And I have company today. And so if you hear any noise, I have company today. And I woke up this morning and I haven't, I haven't been cleaning up as much as I should be. Right. And, and it's been bothering me. And so this morning it was last yeah. minute. Oh, we'll be there in half an hour. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> it's like full yeah. blown on a rampage, cleaning the house, trying to get everything settled. And I'm getting frustrated with everybody else. And it wasn't 
them that I was worried about. It was my thoughts of, oh, are they going to judge me? Are they going to think I'm like lazy or gross or anything like that? Right. So it's my own internal noise that's going, hey, Melissa, like you need to do this. When in reality, they probably don't care. They, you know, they probably don't have that expectation. They don't even see it. Right. Like who cares? And so that, that is something that I think a lot of us, and again, that's why I say we give that power away because we're the ones thinking that it's not them that's thinking that it's us thinking that. And then we emotionally react to that. Mm-hmm. And then we get stressed out. And then it's like this whole thing where you're like, take a breath, <laughs> like, just take a breath. Yeah. I, and have you ever walked into somebody, some situation, I, I, somebody's home or some event or something. And the person who is, in charge of the event is is hyped up and out of control and stressed out beyond belief. How does that make you feel walking in? Yeah. If you walked into some music and they're hanging out and going, well, things aren't perfect, but you know, if you don't tell them, nobody's going to know. So, but we, it's like you said, we just keep loading and loading and loading upon ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had another thing that I wanted to mention, and I can't remember what it is now. Um, I keep doing that. I get on like this tangent and then I totally forget. That's another thing. Of the well, it's not like I don't lead you off. I will lead you off all kinds of places because I'm like, let's have a talk. Yay. Yeah. You know, um, spirituality. I had a, a discussion about spirituality the other day and um, it was a lady that's interested in getting a reading because obviously I'm a spiritual teacher. So I, I am gifted in, in my gifts and abilities. And so um, but they were raised religious and very fearful of the outcomes and fearful of the processes and, and everything that they're told, right? That's all noise, right? right? Instead of sitting and saying, who am I? What do I want? What do I need? It's, it, we get that. Uh, you mentioned meditation. That's another thing I wanted to point out. Meditation is when you look at meditation, the way it's being taught, it's, oh, it has to be quiet. No thoughts. Don't think of anything. Just breathe, focus on your breathing. And I'm just like, no, that's not meditation. The truest purpose of meditation is to calm your emotions, calm your body, calm your thoughts, not remove them, but calm them so that you aren't Mm -hmm. stressed, so that you aren't emotional and you just sit and relax. And when everything relaxes, that's when your logical brain can come in and all those thoughts can come in. Now, if you're gifted or you think that you're gifted, because I am a spiritual teacher and you're spiritual as well, Lisa. So for anybody watching, if you're gifted or you believe that you're gifted, when you quiet your emotions and all of those raging thoughts of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not gifted. When you quiet all of that and just relax your mind and your body those messages start to come through. You get those digital downloads. You, you connect to your intuition. You connect to what you want and, and where you want to go with it. We stress out so much about what do these person needs? What does this person need? What does this person think? What, 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 what have I been taught? But we have no idea who we are at our core because we're so stressed about what everybody else wants and what everybody else says that we forget who we are and that's, that's even stressful, right? Not knowing who you are. It is. And it's, it's funny. I mean, I'm 62 and you're obviously younger than me and you have children at home and all that good stuff, right? So you have more distraction probably than I do. Um, I will say that, um, I, I just want to tell you a little story if that's okay. Yeah, so when I started and one thing we talked about was my travel business. So I have a travel business that I, I, um, still have some of my high-end clients that I, I work with. And it is sending people off to very remote places to do high-end sports fishing. And so, and I've gone out and done all of this, of course. And I can remember when you talk about what other people's expectations are and worrying about what they think about you, I can remember being really, really worried because I'm, I'm working with, number one, all the places I'm sending it to are men, right? all guys, all people that own these lodges, all those types of things. And then I'm working with men that are all um, corporate lawyers, doctors, people that own businesses, all that kind of thing, which I'm comfortable with those people, but this is who my clientele is. There are very few women. And so I just, for a long time, thought they must all think I'm a fraud because I'm a woman. They must all think they blah, 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 blah. I had so much going on in my head about how Oh, everybody knows more than I do. Everybody this, everybody that, everybody, everybody but me talking. 
And when I finally calmed myself down, like you're talking about, and really sat with it and really sat with it, I thought, what am I really? And I went, oh my God, I'm a woman. With working with a bunch of men, I am the unique and that's when it, I'm getting chills right now, because that's when it all came to me. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I was ignoring me. I, I was looking at all this stuff out there, thinking all this stuff was coming in at me, and there was nothing coming in at me. And it worked out to where the men like working with me better than men, you know, in the same type of position. There's something about a woman taking care of things. And that may sound misogynistic or whatever, but it's not. It's more of just, they relax when a woman's working with them. They don't have to be on, on this alpha thing going on. You know, they don't have to be on that level. And so if I hadn't sat with that, I would have been unsuccessful in that business. It would not have lasted very long. And it's 13 years old now. And it's only waned off because of COVID because I decided not to like, really, I, I, during COVID and I got super quiet, you know, and I was like, mm, I'm supposed to be doing this now. That's when I was like, okay, I'm going to keep a few people that I love and, and keep working with them because it does a lot, you know, I love them. And um, then it's time for me to go on this new journey. But if I hadn't sat with myself at multiple times, I mean, it's just like things happen in life, right? We have these huge upheavals in life. And what do you do? You react. Everybody reacts. Everybody gets mad or sad or whatever. And you got to go through all that. That's fine. But at the end of the day, if you sit down with it, and it's like, what's really the deal? And then you have to cut out what everybody else is going to think about you. Because then when I decided, uh, I think it's time for me to be done with that, I was like, but who am I now? I've been this for so long, and I've been so strong, and I'm out in the whole world. Everybody knows this is what I do. So it's kind of scary. But is it? No, it's not. It's time yeah. for a new fun journey. And, and that's the thing. So being present in the moment. Uh, now, spiritual or non-spiritual, I'm sure most of you uh, listening or catching the replay have heard of grounding. Now, I, I have another podcast um, and I did an entire series on that podcast about busting spiritual myths. And now if you believe it, great. If you don't, great. I'm, I'm non-judgmental. I'm not going to push my beliefs on you. Um, but when it comes to grounding and meditation, I have a very clear understanding of them and grounding isn't necessarily people are like, oh, it connects you to the earth. Grounding is connecting you to the moment, right? It's taking you away from the past. It's taking you away from the future and it's putting you right here right now. And that's why grounding is so important because we, when we have something going on, right? Say you are um in debt or going through a divorce or you you have a very stressful situation on your hands when you start sitting in that stress and i'm not saying not to feel it absolutely feel it you always have to feel it out see what it feels like and find the process your way through it but when you get stuck in there and then you're you find you're stressed you're desperate you're out of options you're freaking out and just everything's going crazy and very emotional and you're reacting to absolutely everything and then you're making decisions and how am I going to get through this what am I going to do this is hopeless I can't see myself out of this that's a very emotional place to be and like I said stress is one of those very emotional places so when you ground when you're in that stressful place you're thinking Oh, I wish it was a year ago when everything was fine and everything was great and you bust back to the past, right? The other thing is you'll be like, how do I get out of this? What do I do? What, have, what am, what's my life going to be like in a year if, if I don't get this changed, if I don't do this, if, you know, you get through all the what ifs, right? The what ifs of the past, the what ifs of the future, and you get overwhelmed with those. And then you start making decisions. And because you're in a place of stress, those decisions that you make are going to create those negative outcomes, right? They, it's, it's kind of like the law of attraction, right? We do put those seeds. Our life is, is our garden. We, we plant the seeds, we tend the seeds, we decide whether the seeds stay or go, and we grow that garden. Now, if you want a beautiful garden and you want your reality and your life to be beautiful and something that brings you joy, then it has to be your own. It can't be everybody else's seeds, right? But 
we, we, we do water all those seeds and we, we nurture them negatively. And then we create this outcome that is not what we wanted it to be. So bringing yourself out of the past and out of the future, you bring yourself to now, you calm your emotions, you calm your body, you focus on the here and now, and then you start to see, oh, I can do this. And oh, I can do that. And you start to enjoy the moment as it is now, not worried about what's going to happen four weeks from now. Don't obviously planning is great. I have nothing against planning, but in order to remove those emotions and actually plan healthily for your future, you need to put yourself back to the now and go, what can I do now? Right. That feels good. That's going to help. That's not going to make it worse. What am I going to do now? And you create so much anxiety and stress for yourself worrying about the future, worrying about it, not planning for it, not acknowledging something in it. That's why you have to be in the present. You cannot, you can't have anxiety in the present. Yeah. That's anxiety's future, depression's past, <laughs> right? I'm depressed about what happened back there. I'm worried about what's going to happen over there. But, you know, right here, even if things aren't great. You shouldn't have anxiety because if you're really present, you don't have anxiety in the moment. Yeah. Because it's one moment. It, it is one moment. And if people... I lost a thought. Yeah. I, had a, I had a good one. I was like, oh, it's gone. If, if <laughs> I'm people, being 62. <laughs> hey, I'm 30, just about 39 and I'm the same way. So no worries whatsoever. Um, <laughs> When you live and focus on the moment, and like I said, it's not about not focusing on what, there are a lot of people who are stressed about going backwards and processing things that have happened in the past, right? When we talk about depression, PTSD, all of the, the mental health issues that come with trauma, we sit there and we question, right? And we question our past and we question all of that and we get stressed out and then it robs us of our future, right? We're giving our past and what's happened in the past and the people in our past, our power in the now. And going back and processing that doesn't, it, it isn't reliving it. It isn't, you know, going through it all again. It's literally just sitting there going, okay, this happened. How did that, how can I use that today? And not think of it as a negative, but think of it as a positive, right? And it is possible to do that. It's not ignoring the fact that it was negative. Obviously negative things happen and it's shit. I don't wish negativity on anybody, but we're all guaranteed negativity. So if you learn how to process it and you learn how to go through it and you learn how to not let it stress you out long-term, it changes your perception of it, right? Let's say, you know, I had a horrible time with this person. They, you know, it was devastating and whatever, right? I'm just, throwing something up in the air. And then years later, you're like, that taught me how to be a better friend. That taught me how to stand up and walk away from a friendship that was no longer for my greatest good. Right. And you take those situations and you learn from them and you, you find out that you're actually stronger than you could ever imagine. People don't realize that about themselves. We are stronger than we could ever imagine. One, because we're still alive. Two, because we're still going Three, because we made it through those moments. So stressing about your past doesn't, is, isn't productive. Processing it and finding how it made you who you are today and made you better and brighter and more beautiful, that's what the focus is. It, it is, and I would add to that that um, if you aren't your own best friend, if you aren't your if you aren't the most favorite person in the room, you yourself to yourself, it's time to do some work. Mm -hmm. Because it, it took me a long time to get to that place. And once I got to that place, I was like, man, is this fun? And that doesn't mean you're being an egotistical ass or anything. It just means that you have figured out what it takes to make you happy and you just get to play every day. Yeah, every day's not perfect, you know? But I don't let the fairy tale factory go crazy in my head when something happens. It's not like I make up some big story. Oh my God, this could happen. This could happen. This could happen. Oh, that may be happening. Oh, they said this. Does that mean this and this and this? You got, that's just garbage. That's just garbage. You just kind of got to sweep all that aside and learn to recognize it, that it's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and that's why 
you and I are talking about like meditation and talking about having that good connection with yourself and with your intuition, because it tells you everything you need to know. And, and people have asked me, go, how do you do, you know, business, you know, and I do high-end business consulting. It's not like, you know, and nothing wrong with this, but it's not like somebody who's decided to sell yarn, you know, or some little crafty thing, which is okay. You know, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But if you don't get in touch with that, you can't produce and have that big bad life you want to have. You know, there's a, um, there's a little exercise that I like to have people do and it takes them a while to get it done. And it's about sitting, you sit in a chair for 30 minutes. You're like, I'm sitting in this chair for 30 minutes and I'm not reading anything. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm just gonna be quiet for 30 minutes. And you watch what happens in your head because your head panics. It's like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be thinking. I'm supposed to be thinking, I got all these things to do, blah, 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 blah. At some point, all that monkey chatter goes away and you can start to process a little bit. And then, so people can actually get through. A lot of people just pop up after five minutes. I can't do it, you know? And it's, it shows you how scared you are of yourself, of your own thoughts, of your own, like what's in there. But I guarantee you what's in there is beautiful. I guarantee you what's in there is awesome. It's just, we, can't, we weren't ever taught. I mean, when I was raised, that was not something you did. It, it was just like, no, you just do the right things. You do ABCD, those are the right things. And you just are supposed to be happy and you just deal with that right? Yeah. That's not how it works. And it doesn't have to be that hard. We have a comment. Hello, Ghost Floof. Long time no chat. Uh, we are judged for not knowing who we are yet. And we are judged for knowing who we are with the same passion. So there's two forms of this. So we are as a society, as a society, we have been taught to judge. We have been taught to judge everybody and everything that doesn't align with what we believe. That, that's where judgment comes from. The second part of that is we are, we are our biggest judgers. We judge ourselves more than absolutely anybody else. So if you find somebody who is extremely judgmental, internally they are judging themselves worse than you worse than they're judging you it's just it's just coming out right it's just expelling out i i think it's a big fear response as yeah. well you're yeah. there's something in you that you're bringing out that just scares the shit out of them mm -hmm. um i don't judge anybody don't get me wrong if you don't either if you're doing something morally or you're hurting somebody else, then absolutely, right? If you're intentionally hurting somebody else, then yeah, right? I'll, I'm going to judge you for that. Um, if you're taking advantage of somebody else and you know you're doing it, see, for me, it's the intention behind it. I judge mm -hmm. the intention, right? If I see um, a sex worker walking down the street, I'm not going to judge them. I don't know what their intention is. I don't know why they're doing it, the reason behind it, how they got into it. I don't know any of that. I'm not going to judge them for it. If I see a couple, you know, that are, you know, um, if I see a, a same sex marriage, I'm not going to judge them. Go for it. Absolutely. Right. Even if I, yeah. I do, I do. I'm part of the LBGTQ plus community myself, but even if I wasn't, who am I to judge? Your, your choices aren't affecting my life. You're not paying my bills. You're not feeding me. You're not, you know, providing me pleasure. Why, why do I care what you're doing with your life? And I, I just don't under, and I just don't understand why people get so worked up over it. Oh. Nobody's asking you to change or do anything. I do not understand it at all yep. because I am totally open to everybody. I'm like, you know, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Your personality may not be my cup of tea. Just, you know, some of us get along, some of us don't. But I just don't judge people either. I don't have the energy for that. I think I, I have enough time spending my energy on putting good things out there. I'm putting good things into people. I mean, every single society, not just our society, anywhere. You could be in a teeny ass little village in Africa somewhere and there people are going to judge each other. You know, it's just what human beings do. Mm -hmm. But, oh, yeah. I, I just did one of my big sayings is always no judgment zone. We know this is the no judgment zone. I don't do that. Yep. That's what the show is all about too. Every one of my businesses, my shows, my, my platforms, all of them judgment-free. I have no right to judge you. 
unless I'm going to look inside and judge myself first, I'm not going to judge you. And I don't want to be judged. I'm, I'm doing enough of that on my own. Why should I do it to you? Right. Why are we adding more in a society? Right. And that's a lot of stress is you look at somebody like me, I started a talk show, right. And um, sorry, ghost floof. Yeah. I've had countless homosexual friends. I always told them I will never dislike any part of them. I only ask them not to flirt with me, which still happens. <laughs> my husband's <laughs> and my, um, my husband and I were introduced um, by our best friend who is in a same sex uh, relationship. And he always flirts with my husband. He even flirts with me. So <laughs> I'm okay with that. But, um, it's, you know, it, it's, it, as long as it's harmless fun and it's not something that makes you uncomfortable, right? Everybody's entitled to their opinions. Everybody's entitled to their own beliefs, but that doesn't mean we have to agree on them. And I think society has gotten out of place on that. And that, again, like I said, where a lot of that stress comes in, where look at me. So I started a talk show. Today is episode 102 of Just Alive. Congratulations. That's a lot. So in the last, and that's not the mini episodes, that's not the, the, you know, we still have other stuff that's going on with the show as well, but I never liked being the center of attention. I don't like photos. I don't like videos. I don't like listening to my own voice. I will not go back and watch an episode over again, which would probably help me to post more content, but no. Um, Thank you everybody for the congratulations um but with that being said I started a talk show because I knew that I had lessons and I had knowledge that I needed to share with the world I wanted to build a show a talk show specifically where people can get involved where our viewers can get involved we can talk about the things that other people just aren't talking about a safe space a judgment-free space talking about those hard topics those passion topics you know how to help people have a happy healthy life you know, in their own way without judgment, that's what I wanted to create. And so I put aside and I did it anyway. I I felt the fear, I felt the stress and I did it anyway. And look where we're at, we're at 102, right? Where Mm -hmm. on my other businesses, so you've got places like TikTok, Instagram, I'm horrible at consistency, which is one of the reasons I wanted a five-day talk show. um, is I'm horrible at consistency. So I wanted something that allowed me to show up a way that I feel comfortable, right? But if I just went and started posting videos on TikTok, if I just went and started, you know, posting photos and I start to clam up and I'm like, do they want to hear about that? Are they going to judge me for this? What am I going to, and I start to stress out about content creation, right? And, and social media, particularly I've seen social media. There are people like me who are constantly trying to, people like us, never mind just me, but people like us who are trying to spread the word who are trying to, you know, create a society, humanity of happy, you know, unconditional love, judgment-free space. And yet the people who go viral are the ones that are bitching and complaining and judging everybody else and going on rampages. And it's insanity how, you know, we're doing who was it? Albert Einstein, I believe it was, who said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. How are we supposed to build a humanity of happiness, health, you know, unconditional love and support and, and judgment-free space if we're not doing that? The Karens that are posted all over, don't get me wrong, I laugh because some people are just out of, off their rocker, But at the same time, those people are going through something and they're reacting, right? And it's, we, we've just built an entire society on horrible things. Well, and social media has really brought that about. Mm -hmm. It has really brought about that horrible situation. Um, And then our last president made it okay to be just awful to other people, made it acceptable. And so that wasn't a good thing either and so I think some of it's kind of coming back the other way a little bit but it's just going to take a lot of work on this on our side in order to balance the scales again so to speak and you know that's another stress reliever though that another way to get out of stress as we're talking about being present is to get rid of spending time even looking at any of that I mean I forgot my phone on a 
trip to rescue my mom in Dallas. I thought I was going to lose my mind. I was so freaked out. I, and then that's why I was like, Ooh, I have a problem. <laughs> and this is last year, like in May. <clears throat> but I think if you realize it's like me taking the app off my phone, the less you allow people in to your serenity, into your space, into your head, the better off you are. Are those people that you would invite over for dinner? Those people you want to go out and have a drink with? No, they're not. And yeah, they may be going through something, but I'm sorry, go off and go through it. If there's something I can help you with and it fits into my scope and we're a match, that'd be awesome because I will lift you up to the roof. We will get there. I know we will. But you have to be willing to let go of the shit. And then you have to be able to sit quietly and tell your left side of your brain, tell your left brain saying, you know, thank you for all the work you do. It's time for you to rest. I'm going to let my right brain take over for a while. If you literally tell your brain that, you will immediately, the stress level will come oof, way down because you're not trying to solve anything. You're not trying to fix anything. You're not trying to, you know, return what went wrong with that or what went right with this. You just let it all rest. Yeah. So if you can get rid of all that extra noise and kind of tell your left brain to take a little hiatus for a while, you can calm down pretty fast. Mm -hmm. um, breathing techniques. I broke off on tangents, sorry. <laughs> no, but, but removing the noise and, and creating less stress by being in the moment is there are many things that we can do. And it depends on who you are, right? And it's part of getting in touch mm -hmm. with who you are is do you like to write? Do you like to sing? Do you like to listen to music? Do you like to clean? Do you like to be physically active? Do you like nature? Do you like art? Do you, there are so many different ways that we can calm our emotions and calm our stress so that we can be present in the moment and start to actually move forward. It's finding what works for you. So some people, again, it's water. I love swimming. I love my, my greatest happy place is driving in my car, screaming at the top of my lungs to whatever I'm listening to at that moment. Um, another one is, you know, if you boxing, if you're physically active, go boxing, rock climbing, go for a run, even whatever that looks like for you. There are so many different ways. And again, it brings you back in the moment because you have to focus on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's exactly. what exactly exactly. And you know, one of the things I know this is a little off, but you were talking about, you know, meditation isn't sitting there in silence. You know, my husband finds it very meditative to wash dishes, which I'm like, yay, because <laughs> I love to cook. And so so there are those things that you do throughout the day that it's like <clears throat> maybe instead of listening to a podcast where you're doing that, you just do the thing. You just spend the time doing the thing and realize it's really a meditative prop for me. Cooking is very meditative. I don't listen to things. I don't watch TV. I don't have anything else going on because that whatever it is I'm doing there is just the sweet spot for me. See, I like noise in the background. So if I'm cooking or cleaning, I'm listening to music at the same time. I'm dancing. Right. So um, ghost floof. Absolutely. So he said, or she, sorry, my apologies, um, that I finally remembered that quote correctly. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, with my 30th birthday party, I chose to, instead of buying drinks and meat for a barbecue, uh, like I've always done, which gave me over 20 friends, I asked people to bring their own stuff and only two people showed up. Absolutely. Um, I would have been down for that. I love bring your own. I, I love potlucks. <laughs> They're great. Uh, point being, you give yourself the most stress. Absolutely, we do. Uh, Sunny, unfortunately, no, uh, that's not an option. But um, for ghost loof, yeah, it is. That is the point. We do give ourselves the most stress. We're the ones who, because stress is an emotional reaction, we are the only people who are in control of our emotions. We don't, right? If our mind tells us that we're not worthy and somebody says that we're not worthy, we're not reacting to what they've said. We're reacting to our own belief, right? Our and own the fact that your belief system has to be fed constantly. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't just stay at a steady. You have to make sure that you're feeding that belief system all the time to make sure you stay in the right place. Otherwise somebody comes in and they can blow you out of the water with something like that, yeah. right? Yep. If you're strong yeah. in your identity and okay, so stress, I, I'm going to give everybody, I'm, I'm an identity coach and a spiritual teacher. So this, this is my gem. I love this. If you are 
Number one, if you know who you are and being stressed out, a lot of that comes down to your mindset, not knowing who you are, um, worrying about everybody else and just your situations and not really knowing how to process. When you are end goal, let's, let's do end game here. When you're confident in who you are and you know who you are, not, not your roles, not your titles, but who you are at your core, your value, your worth, what you love, what you don't love, what you like to do, what you don't like to do. When you've created your identity based on yourself and not everybody else, that is, that is the most confidence and power you will ever have. Add on to that, you will then make decisions based on yourself. You don't judge other people. You don't put your beliefs on everybody else. You're confident, right? If somebody comes up to me and says, Melissa, you know, I don't believe in mediums. I'll be like, absolutely right on. Nothing wrong with that. If you don't believe it, great. I do because I'm a medium. That's my choice though. I, <laughs> yeah, don't, me too. Right? Like, I yeah. don't feel threatened by other people's beliefs. And that's why people argue is because they feel threatened in their own beliefs. And then it causes this whole chain reaction of emotion. Our emotions are a hundred percent created by our beliefs. If we believe something's going to hurt, it hurts. If we believe something makes us sad, it makes us sad. That is, that is our mindset. It, it creates all of that. Well, and you think about people who get together, let's just pretend like it's Thanksgiving and you know about all the family dramas that can go on in Thanksgiving, you know, you're already, people show up to, to those big meals with families and say, I know so-and-so is going to say this to me and it's going to suck. And I know so-and-so is going to judge me for this and it's going to suck. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I would hope people don't go into those situations like that, but they do just because there's history and everything else. Well, what if you didn't go into the situation saying that and just, Whatever they say, they say, and you keep going on the flight. It's not even about you. It's about them. What comes out of their mouth is about them. Yeah. If people could just get to that point. But it's what you're talking about where you build it up that something's going to be something. You have your belief system that this person's going to try and hurt me, and this person's going to try and hurt me, and this person's going to try and hurt me. Well, you're going to let them hurt you. You've already set it up where you're going to be hurt, right? Yep. If you go in and believe, hey, I'm going to go here. I'm going to have a great time. Nothing and nobody is going to change that. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to let everybody do their thing. And I'm just going to be me. And again, being present in the moment, just being right. And you get mm -hmm. to decide. And when people realize they have the choice, it's insanity. You can sit there and when you bring yourself back to the moment and you're being present, you're listening to what your body is telling you, your energy is telling you, your mind is telling you, you're, you feel everything. And there's a difference between emotions and feelings. Feelings is what you feel in your body. Emotions are mental. Feelings are physical or not necessarily physical, but, but you can feel them, right? Um, you can still feel emotions. Oh, yeah strong enough but but there is a difference right and it's knowing what that difference is when you're in the moment you have those answers yeah it, it is and it's you know i i kind of tend to harp a little bit on cycles <laughs> you you know because it's it's like what you're saying we're both we both are saying the same thing but um it, it's just interesting with the cycles on how you're going to stop it how are you going to recognize the cycle and then stop it so that you're not jacking yourself up all the time? Mm -hmm. Who wants to feel like that all the time? Nobody. We all have those triggers. We all have the buttons that can be pushed and all those things. I don't care how calm and cool and collected I seem at the moment. We've all got it. <laughs> you know, you can and learn. I'm, I'm a very volatile, right? <laughs> very volatile. Um, but you can learn how to control that and to see the signs right? And to stop yourself right. where you get to that point. Like my daughters know uh, there are certain things. Absolutely. I am, I am ridiculously in control of my emotions um, and my actions, but there are times where it doesn't matter how in control I am. Something triggers and sets it off and I don't have the boom. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's done, right. But for the, for the most part, I can control it. And like, if I'm in a bad mood, or if I'm, if I'm being pushed to that point, 
I turn to my, my family and I say, you know what, I'm getting to that point where I'm going to say or do something that's going to hurt your feelings and I'm not going to care. Um, and I will end up regretting it. But at that moment, I'm not going to care. That's going to be my goal. So I need a timeout. And I give myself a timeout and they all know that and they respect to that. They allow it. You know, my daughter the other day, she actually said to me, she says, mom, please don't take it out on me. I think you need a timeout. Yeah. Isn't that great? Because you've had the conversations, mm-hmm. right? And what a wonderful thing to teach them. Yeah. Well, and she came home one day and she's like, mom, I'm um, no, sorry. I saw her get off the bus and, and I was already on my way to go have a cigarette because I'm a smoker. Yes, I know. Um, on my way to go have a cigarette and she walks in the house and I can see her walking towards the house and she's mumbling to herself and I'm like, oh, and so I go have a cigarette. She walks in. I, I walk. I continue walking to go have my cigarette. Um, and then I come back in and she's like giving me like mad attitude. She just turned 13 this weekend. So she gave me mad attitude. <laughs> and I'm like, what is your problem? She goes, you could have said hi to me. You didn't even say hi to me. And I said, whoa, 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 back that teen train right up. <laughs> just, just back it right up. I said, I could tell before you even walked in this house that you were in a mood. That's not my fault. I said, something obviously happened that triggered your mood. I didn't trigger it. I said, so don't come at me for not saying hi. There are many times that you walk through that door, walk up those stairs and don't say a word to me. So let's not go there. I said, secondly, I'm not the one who caused you to feel this way. Please do not take it out on me. Now, if you'd like to talk about how you feel, I'm here to talk about how you feel as long as you are not taking it out on me. And we've, my whole family and I have had that conversation because my reactions, my stresses are not directly their fault. It's not their intention to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, Eleanor Roosevelt said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. That is absolutely true. It is nobody in our lives can make us feel a certain way. That's our our brain is telling us. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, and if you're not with the right group of people, you'll find out because they're all trying to turn your head another way and tell you who you are and who you aren't how you're too you know that you think you're too good or that you're not good enough all those types of things yeah it's like on the entrepreneurial journey that many people are on that you know i've been involved in in years that you're on the people who aren't who aren't willing to step it up are the ones that usually attack you Yep. They don't like what you're doing. You're, it's never going to work. It's going to fail. You suck. All those things. Or they make fun like of that. You'll be, I don't know why you don't have a nine to five job. You know, all those kinds of nonsense. Well, I'm like, well, I'm sorry that you feel less than, but I don't. So I, um, I'm off on my little journey, right? Yeah. In the last 10 years, I've always, I've always known that I was meant for something more. I always knew that I, that there was something I was going to be my own boss, right? And I'm, I, I have a champagne diet. (laughs) If I could live on a champagne diet, I would. Um, So with that being said, I've noticed in the last eight years or, or seven years of me being in business, soon to be seven, the last seven years of me being in business, it's been, um, I don't understand what you do. And if I try to talk about my business, then it's made fun of, or, you know, I'm not really into that or I'm not interested in that. Um, I had one situation where a friend of mine would, you know, not belittle. I felt, I felt, cause I take this on myself, right? I felt almost belittled that, it, that there was no value in what I did. They didn't appreciate it or they didn't understand it. Right. And I was okay with that. Um, but then they would go and they would share on their social media quotes that were very similar to what I do and what I say and how I teach. And so it was like, okay, you don't value me doing it, but you'll value everybody else doing it. And that was, to me, that was hurtful. Now I don't blame them. I'm not mad at them. That's, that's my issue for feeling that way, but it does tell you who your friends are, right? Like you should be able to talk about your successes and your wins. Yeah. And 
um, I've distanced myself now. And then um, we were supposed to have company. And um, I've been, since I started the show, I, my daughter had company one day while I was doing the show and it was horrendous. There was so much noise. I'm like muting myself and banging on the floor and yelling at the kids to be quiet. And um, we were supposed to have company and my husband's like, no, you know, my wife's doing her show. It needs to be quiet. That's not, ex- that's not okay. Right. And um, it was just the, the, there was a couple like just shocked and really like, comments made right and nothing like derogatory or anything but you could just tell that the value wasn't there they didn't value my knowledge or or my my progress right and so you do you find out who your friends are and and not even who your friends are but how how much they care about you and and your success and your willingness to create something that nobody else is creating or to follow your passion and your dreams you know, I might not agree. If you want to open up a pop shop, open up a pop shop. Like I really don't care, right? Do what you need to do to make yourself happy and to share your knowledge. That's what we're here for. Um, Ghost Floof says, laughing out loud, 13. Good luck to you is all I say. I have four children. Um, The youngest, my children this year will be eight, 13, 18, and 20. So I have been through 13 already. (laughs) That one was fun. <laughs> Actually, they both were. Uh, but my first girl, 13. My uh, The two older ones are boys. The two younger ones are girls. So, yeah, I get to go through all the girl teens now. Yeah, it's a little different. I have twin girls. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, we just got hit between the eyes every year, whatever happened. <laughs> you know, whatever the progress was, whatever the personalities were, all that good stuff. So it was. That's another uh, thing. Crazy before we get going is being a parent. You know, we get so stressed out about our kids, right? We get so stressed out about our kids and what they're doing and the choices that they're making and their futures and their individual people themselves. We are so judgmental about our kids and they are absolutely, like they're individual. They're fascinating. They're, you You know- know What's interesting is when they're born, you think they're gonna be many used. You really think they're going to kind of grow up and just kind of have the same values and go on down the path and it's all going to be, you know, there'll be ups and downs a little bit, but no, they're born a person already, right? They're already born this person and they've got to do their thing. And you're like, wait a minute, why is your personality way over here doing this? And this year interested in this. No, that doesn't seem normal to me because it's not normal for you, but it's normal for them. So with the whole kid life, it's really, it, you really have to shift and, um, adjust and change and support and kind of but it's hard because you're a parent and you're the one supposed to be protecting them and giving them guidance and all that good stuff right yeah that one can that can fry your brain Mm -hmm. i'm to the point of now i have a two and a half year old grandchild and i have um my daughters are 31 and so it's interesting for the one that has a baby because she's so worried about everything and i'm like yeah it'll work itself out everything is like it'll work itself out because now after having children, you're on the one that's, you know, you have two younger ones, but you're like, I've got the two older ones. I know everybody's going to live. Everybody's going to survive. It's all going to, but man, it, it will take a toll. And people telling you how to raise your kids, Mm -hmm. people telling you the right thing that your kids are doing or not doing all the judgment on your kids, forget your judgment on your kids. How about all the judgment from everybody else on your kids? Yeah. Um, I look at my children and I don't judge them. I allow them to be themselves. Now, there are non-negotiable things, obviously, learning how to take care of a house, (laughs) learning how to take care of themselves, right? But their expression, their self-expression, their ability to do their own things, their likes and dislikes, that's all on them. And I will wholeheartedly embrace them, right? No matter what they choose, no matter what they do. My 20-year-old, he's like, what, you have no motherly wisdom? We bought this car. And I'm like, I said, as in my opinion, you bought a lemon. I said, but if you, that's what you wanted, that's what you wanted. As long as it's safe and as long as you're safe, I don't care what you buy. I don't care what you do. As long as you're safe and happy, that's all that matters to me. Do whatever you want. I'm not the one who has to face any repercussions or consequences or even the joy. It's your life, right? And 
you know, my oldest is debating moving across the country and I'm like, I don't want you to go. But at the same time, Uh, I told him yesterday, I said, you know, uh, if you choose to leave, I will wholeheartedly support. I'm not going to be happy. I can guarantee I am not going to be happy and I'm going to be depressed and sad, but you do you. I will support you every step of the way because it's your life. And I don't stress out about it. I stress out about their safety. That's about it. One of my daughters went off, one went to college and one went off and she was like, I am not going to school. And it wasn't the right thing for her. And she ended up being a stewardess on like high-end mega yachts. And that was a hard one as a parent to let go of and to trust the universe that she was going to be okay because she was traveling all over the world, you know, and it was, that was a hard one. And now she's in Hawaii. I'm like, really? I'm in Florida. Really? So, (laughs) you know, that's, that's kind of a tough one, but yeah, you have to just, it's like with her being in Hawaii. I'm like, okay, that's where you want to be. That's where you're going to be. Yeah. But it's, it's a hard one to get, to let go of. I'm sorry. I don't really have a point. To this kind of chat. No, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's stressful, it's right? There are stresses it is. where we're going with this is there are stresses that we're going to have that we're not supposed to maneuver in certain ways, right? Stressing about our kids' health and wellness, you know, the stress of a, being a parent, the stress of, you know, having to fulfill those roles that's unconditional love stress. When you unconditionally love your children and you want them really close because you want to protect them, but you know, you've got to let them go and do their own thing. That's a whole nother stress. Like that's, that's a guarantee stress that you're just like, okay, I'm going to just quietly stress out here. I might tell them I'm worried. I'm going to let them go anyway, but right. And you just, you have to, you have to deal with that because it isn't your life. And yeah, so I love that. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going here? Oh, all I was going to say, it's really hard when you're like, uh, I mean, I can tell what's going to happen to them. Like if they go out, I'm like, man, she's going to get a speeding ticket tonight. Tell her, don't speed. You're going to get a speeding ticket tonight. I won't. Okay, comes home with a speeding ticket. I'm like, told you. You know, so it's hard, like with some of those things where you're like, you know what's going to happen to them because I know, but you just have to let it go life Even lessons later. right that's that's the thing <laughs> you think about all of the exactly. lessons we had to learn right all of the things that mm-hmm. we've had to go through to be the people we are today to share the knowledge that we have today they have to do the same things they have their own roads to travel their own journeys their own life yeah. lessons we can't protect them from those and if we do we are creating children who have no coping skills, no, no um, problem solving, no ability to be on their own without having to have the reassurance, the validation, the protection, or the stability of mom and dad. And that's not okay. So right. we do have to let them go. Right. All right. Well, I've thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I love this topic. I have um, too. I we let we let ourselves get so stressed and it's just what's the point right what's the point of being stressed breathe it out breathe it out yeah enjoy the moment and actually I was telling my husband this the other day and I said you know if you're unhappy and you're stressed out look at it this way you're allowing that stress that anger that frustration that sadness that depression that anxiety rob you of the beauty of the moment it's robbing you of right now you're not going to get this moment back it is stealing that moment from you mm-hmm. and we don't have that many moments it may feel like it but we don't mm-hmm. you want to enjoy everyone you can yeah exactly all right. Well, thanks for joining me, Lisa. I really appreciated your time today. Oh, thanks for having me. It was fun. It was great to chat. 
All right, just a family. If you would like to get a hold of myself or Lisa, you can do so. Our links are in the description of this episode. If you would like to be a guest speaker or if you'd like to see a topic featured on the show, please reach out to me at justalivetv.com or you can find us. Please like and share across social media. You can find us at Just Alive TV on most social media platforms, as well as, like I said, the website, join our newsletter. Um, like and share and get involved. We're always, you know, answering comments for the most part, unless your comments pretty negative. Uh, we will answer <laughs> live during the show um, and even on the replays. So if you want to get in touch, please feel free to do so. Today's episode has been sponsored by Phoenix Identity. They are offering the Empowered Warrior Women Challenge. Now that challenge is not specific to women. Um, it is open for men as well. But the Empowered Warrior Women Challenge is all about how the, the five ways you're giving away your power and how you can start taking it back now. And we've mentioned quite a few of them on this episode today. So um, go ahead and join that link in the description. Again, if you want to reach myself or Lisa, please do so. Links in the description. I hope you all have a wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening, depending on where and when you're watching. And I will see all of you on the next episode. Bye.